This is your Kaiser Manufacturing video cast for April 2nd, and I'm not sure if you saw it this week, Turn, but, but roll the clip from earlier this week. The better you do, the faster this whole nightmare will end. Therefore, we will be extending our guidelines to April 30th to slow the spread. I like how you morphed Trump's face into my face there, Turner. I like that. That was good. Uh, so that's not great, obviously. I think most of us knew that that was likely coming, but the president earlier this week saying we will not be racing basically in April. It will be shelter in place in April, ordering basically saying until May 1st, no large gatherings, no groups. So that basically wipes April off the table. And I had been sort of optimistic that we were going to get back racing by the second week in May. But I'm feeling a little more like it's going to be Memorial Day now, if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, that we need to kind of settle in for the next 30 days and hope uh, hope that my wife does not divorce me and uh, and hope that these couples out there with the kids and everything can make it the next 30 days. I am Michael Rigsby, joined by Derek Kessinger. Turn, of course, is switching the buttons over there with DMAC again. Uh, last week, you guys were four feet apart. Uh, how are we looking this week, Dustin and Turn? Um not great. Again, I think the social distancing could be a little better over there. Dustin, could you switch this show for turn if we could eliminate him? Or would you be able to do that? Are you still, are you done training yet? I'm pretty confident I could do it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it next week. How about that? All right. Next week it is. Next week's video cast. We've also, I'm excited about this week's show because we've got some friends on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Typically, I've got media members or Ben Shelton and Dustin Jarrett, but I th- we upped the ante a little bit this week, and we've got two brothers from other mothers on the phone co-hosting with me and Derek this week. It is Bobby Pierce, and it is Devin Moran on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. They're going to be with us the entire hour. Guys, I appreciate you for joining us, and I- I've got to get right to it. Last night, iRacing aired on Fox Sports 1. You were both in the event Bobby, you ended up finishing sixth. Devin, you did not fare so well. But, Devin, I want to hear your take first. What happened on the start, Dev? You were a little pissed in our pre-call meeting here. What happened on the start with Pierce? Well, it was just a typical Bobby Pierce deal, you know. Uh, <laughs> smashing right from behind, coming to the green, ran over me about four times during the race, had had the deck jacked up, my left front knocked off, just a typical Bobby being Bobby on the gas. But, no, it was it was a lot of fun. I've uh, – I've never really raced it a whole lot. And uh, Blake Majulis, the kid that won the World of Outlaw deal yeah. on iRacing last year, he lives like 10 minutes from my girlfriend. So I hit him up. I was like, dude, can I come race? And he was like, sure. So I raced Sunday, and then I did yesterday. And uh, I'm planning on doing it again next week if they let me. I, I, I still need some more practice. But uh, I definitely feel like we would have a top 10 if it wasn't for uh, 32 uh, <laughs> knocking my deck off. Pierce, I'm going to give you a chance to respond to that, Bobby. It's your your good friend, Devin Moran, saying you cost him a top 10. Your thoughts? Well, let me just say, first off, oh, my God, Devin Moran. He's on the <laughs> phone with me. But, no, uh, yeah, that start, um, you know, I always thought if you start on the outside, you're supposed to stay on the outside, not crowd the guy down. <laughs> but that's just me. But, but, no, we had uh, – it, yeah, it was a strange start. We had Scott on our inside, too, and – I was a little worried starting back there, and, and even myself, you know, I'm not all that experienced on it yet, but, uh, yeah, a couple guys got a little squirrely there, and I became a, a meat in the sandwich, and Devin <laughs> ended up being right there, and, yeah, we, we wrecked, but, hey, we kept going, or at least, I mean, I kept going. Uh, the car wasn't damaged too bad, 
Um, whereas if that was real life, I definitely would have been done. You know, I, I hit the wall head on pretty hard. <laughs> Uh, somehow spun around, kept going, caught the field, yellow came out. Um, and then eventually a little bit later on was coming to the front and I know Ashton and, uh, I think it was Nick Hoffman got into the wall and came down. I got into them. I had to pit and <laughs> then eventually worked my way back to six there through some sliders. It was a lot of fun. Um, was actually kind of catching, uh, like fifth place there at the very end. So I would have liked to get a top five out of it, but you know, I can't complain too much about a six. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And that stuff is super hard too. I mean, anyone, mm. if you don't do it, you know, like you got to do it once, one time and, and you'll realize like, heck my dad and my sister and, and my crew guy, Zach, they got on there and they couldn't even keep it straight. So it, <laughs> it takes some time, some practice for sure. How is it bizarre a I little will, bit? Go ahead, Devin, you follow up with that. Uh, I was just going to say, I will tend to that. All them guys that, that are the, Pro iRacers, I got way more respect for them now than what I did before, you know. Um, what we do is obviously there's way differences to our racing to iRacing. But, like, to be out there and I can click off a fast lap here or there, but them guys can do it for 100 laps and, like, that spring fling and some of that stuff. And it's just it's wild what they can do. So I, I have mad respect to all them guys that do that the whole time. Isn't it wild a little bit? I mean, listening to Bobby break this down, Bobby is talking about this like an actual race. I mean, he's talking about it like, well, we got into the wall. <laughs> it's just, it's a kind of a reflection of, of Bobby. I'm going to start with you. This is a bizarre world we're living in where I'm listening to a world 100 winner discuss his strategy during a virtual race last night on Fox sports one. This is an effed up world we're living in, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it, it 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 really is. You know, there was a part of me that at one time it was like, I don't know, is this really going on? You know, I mean, <laughs> but it, it is cool to watch. I will say that because it looks so realistic. And like Devin said too, you know, so many differences from a real race car. But um, there's a lot of stuff too that you can apply. And I mean, like for one, talking about setup, like I kind of set up the car a little tight. I mean, I have some setups a couple guys gave me. And uh, I watched that sprint car race, and the track got super slick. And you can feel that in the in the game, and you kind of got to set up for it. So I was like, all right, I'm going with a more slick setup. And the car was way too tight. And about the last 10 laps, the track was getting slicker, and it moved all the way up to the wall. And we, you know, we were spinning wheels a lot. My setup finally came in, and I got fast. So, I mean, heck, all that's pretty cool to see um, see it happen like that. I mean, you know. Um, for the track to change and you kind of got to stay on top of it. And that's why all those guys that got some of that iRacing experience and heck they played R factor back in the day, you know, they, they do it so much. They just know what to expect. Derek, what'd you think watching these two guys last night? I get to just, was Scott 10 laps down by the way, did I see that minus 10 I, laps? What is that? I think at one point he was spinning out on purpose. So you go in and change his tires like you would in real life and do some testing. It was like the Thursday night portion of Charlotte. He was going to get ready for Saturday or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I tuned in into it. It was, uh, very fun to watch. And I will say this though. They are much better at Tony Stewart's sprint car racing game than they are at iRacing. These two are better, you're yes, saying? Yes, uh, <laughs> both of them. And by the way, Devin, you need to tell Tristan he is the dirtiest driver I've ever seen. T-Bird uh, 7, whatever no, he should, is. He's terrible. Race, you should race with Wiley. Race with Wiley. He's dirtier than me and Tristan combined on anything we do, whether it's go-karts, uh, iRacing, RC cars. Bike racing. Tony Stewart. He, it, it and Wiley matter. doesn't Wiley, abide by the rules. We no, had that, we had that game where the leader is supposed to run the top. 
And he runs, yeah. he runs Wiley, the bottom. Wiley dirtiest, Tristan second dirtiest, 100%. We've, we've got a lot to get to in the next hour. Obviously, some more Corona talk with these guys and how they've been handling it, them and their families. And we've got some guests coming up as well. Billy Moyer Jr., Ashton Winger. We've got the promoter at I-37 Speedway from Pleasanton, Texas, Roy Ray Doyon. Ray Doyon. I want to make sure I'm getting that right. We'll ask him later. Uh, why we're having him on is he raced this past weekend. This guy actually held a race in Texas this past weekend. He might have been the only functioning racetrack in the United States, I think. And we're going to talk to him about that. I wanted to get to some Corona stuff with Bobby and Devin first. Dev, I want to start with you. How have you been filling this downtime? How stir crazy are you? I always call it the Moran Zoo over there, right? You got Wiley, you got Tristan, you got Devin, you got Donnie, you got Mom. How are you holding up? How stir crazy are you? How's, how's, how's Corona life treating you, Dev? Honestly, I haven't even been at the zoo, so I left and came <laughs> up to Pennsylvania. I've, I've been up here for almost two weeks. I was planning on going back like Friday or Saturday, but my sister actually went to the doctors, and we're waiting on the diagnosis if she got the corona or oh, not. Oh, no, I didn't know so that. Okay. I'm, yeah, so I'm actually still up here. I'm, I'm planning on going home today, back to my brother's, back at Tristan's place, um, and we're just going to stay there for a couple of days. But uh, we just I've actually been hanging out, playing Xbox, playing football, Call of Duty, Madden, uh, all Tony Stewart race cars, just hanging out, riding four-wheelers with Lakia and, and her brother, Easton. Um, we've still been doing stuff, but just like everyone else, you, there's only so much you can do. And the weather, the weather up here sucks. It's never <laughs> nice. It's cold and always rainy in, in PA over here. But, but that's all right. It's been all right the last couple of days. And uh just slowly trying to make our time go by. I think I watch a Lifetime movie every single morning. <laughs> Surely uh, your girlfriend. That's your girlfriend. That's your girlfriend's doing, right? Uh, Surely. I don't know. I can't I can't say that. She starts it, and then she goes and makes breakfast while I finish it. So <laughs> it's working out perfect. But, uh, but no, I'm not, we're about to go home, and I actually have the Lucas Oil Snapchat. So uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll have some sweet content, content of us racing some go-karts and stuff. Uh, we're going to go get them ready and race a couple of us on top of the hill. We aren't allowed anyone else, but uh, me, Tristan, and Wyatt, we're about to go have some fun this weekend, so that'll be all right. Dev, your sister, tell me about this real quick. And This is Savannah, your sister we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the only sister I have. Yeah, and I, and I, uh, listen, you got 47 <laughs> brothers, right? I'm just trying to make sure I got it all right. Uh, um, I, listen, yeah. It's hard enough for me to keep you guys straight, let alone all your siblings. Um, she, when did her symptoms start and stuff? And, and you don't know yet. I mean, that's a scary situation. I know she's young and healthy, but just talk about that real quick. Well, see, that's what's kind of crazy, you know, like we came up here um, a week ago Monday and on that Thursday, she actually went to the doctors. She had a temperature of like 103 and I think her chest hurt pretty bad and she had a headache and they said they would know three to five days. So we were like, oh, we'll just hang out up here, wait and see what the doctor says. If she has it, we'll just stay up here. If not, we'll go home. Well, then they contacted us on Tuesday and said well they still don't know yet so and they still so it's been a week and they still don't like have this diagnosed wow. so i don't know what the deal is so we're i am going home but i'm like i said i'm going to my brother's house so i don't have to go stay there uh she's been on quarantine she has not left the house um my mom and dad haven't left the house so it really why they hasn't left the house he's been grooving tires down at the race shop <laughs> but it's it sucks you know because like yeah, if she has it, that's one thing. But if she doesn't, they kind of have her, like, to where they can't – like, my dad can't go to work or anything because of this. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, we find out today if she does or not. We'll be thinking about her for sure. Bobby, what about you? I know you've been doing stuff on Facebook Live. You've been racing. What's your quarantine time consisted of? 
Yeah, well, first off, let me just say, Devin, you'll realize all those Lifetime movies, they all end the same. Or they all have the same story. <laughs> oh, exact same. Exact same every yeah. time. Trust me, I've seen Tim every this time. week. It's always a love story that happens the same way. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, my this, quarantine This is where we are in quarantine. This is where we are, guys. We're breaking Lifetime right. movies Life down. <laughs> I just wanted to point this out. Bobby, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really been doing a whole lot either. Um Actually, this week I'm I'm finally starting to get back to, uh, you know, really getting back in the shop a lot. Um, you know, when everything happened, everyone realized, oh, we're not going to be racing in a, a good while. You know, I kind of like I was I was rushing myself, and we were we were doing all sorts of stuff in the shop. You know, working working late, and then boom, we can't race, and we can't race again. So it's like, well, you know, I'm just kind of going to be taking off and. Like I've been playing a lot of video games, even like Devin said, you know, Call of Duty, and then iRacing. You know, I don't even have – well, I have iRacing, but, like, my computer's all old, and i got to get all new stuff. And so, luckily, my friend down the road, uh, Donnie Martin, he had it, and uh, I just go there. And so, really, that's the only place I've been other than just being home. You know, I haven't gone to any other friends' houses or anything, just um, – you know, kind of abiding by the rules, I guess, you know, what what they want us to do, but – you know, yeah, it, it is a serious thing, I guess. Um, you know, as much as we, if we can, you know, it's hard for people to do what they got to do sometimes, you know, whether it's your job or what. But, yeah, maybe if we can all just, uh, you know, stay home, do what they want, we can be racing sooner than later. Guys, last week we played a game of what if with Todd Turner and Ben Shelton. This week I want to go a little bit different route with you guys. What don't we know? You guys are two of the best young dirt late model drivers in America. We are Derek and I are just simple brained media members, right? We're just we're just dirt late model fans in a way. Most of the people listening are fans. So I want to know what we don't know about being a race car driver. Something either of you might say, Rigsby, or you're just talking to a random fan, Derek. You here's what you don't know about this. So, Bobby, I'm gonna let you go first. Or or Devin, maybe I'm gonna let Devin go first, actually, because Bobby, you took the last question. Devin, what is something we don't know about being a dirt late model driver or a race car driver in general? Honestly, I will say dirt on dirt, you, Michael, you guys do know almost all the ins and outs of our <laughs> racing, uh, what goes on, everything that happens. Um, so there's not really a lot that I would say you want to know. Um, a couple things. Um, one thing, obviously, Johnson Davenport won every race on the device in 2015 and was incredible. But other than that circumstance, I don't know anyone who races and they just find something and they're better. It's it's all the little things setup-wise, not just one big thing. Um, you can have everything right on your race car, and if you got one thing wrong, you're not going to win the race that night. And that's why people like Scott, Mark Richards, some of these guys are so good. It's not that they have a secret, but they have every little single thing figured out on their race car. They've got the crew there to do it, um, and they're overlooking it and doing everything right. And they've got their race cars right. There's not there's not this wrong or that wrong. It, it's like front ends right every week, springs, shocks, everything's right every week. And they just they go through that, and they have a really good program um, during the week to go through that. And that what that's what makes them so fast. Not a man. He's got he found something. It's not that he found something. They just they're right there every single week, and then the wind's 
slowly start coming in is is kind of what I feel like. That's an excellent one. Uh, I think you're right. In Rumley, you know, there might have been like some Donnie Moran or Billy Moyer, Scott Bloomquist stuff in the 90s they found or something. But I think you're right. I, I think it's that. Bobby, what about you? What's something we don't know? Oh, did we lose Bobby? Oh, no. Oh, no. See, Debbie. Movie's gone. Movie's gone. Let me dial him back up. That's, that's karma. That's karma that's right there. Yeah, karma. for taking me out. Just, He's out of here. I just hear turn yell over my shoulder. We've lost Bobby. Hang on. Let me add him back. He probably hung up. Calling Bobby Pierce. This is classic right here. Jarvis was barking, I'd say. Yeah. He's just like, I are you, go. Bobby, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. What happened? I don't know what happened. I don't know. I might have accidentally pressed it or something. <laughs> I might have accidentally. All right. I was literally coming to you, so we didn't lose much. Devin gave his answer of something we don't know. What don't we know, Bobby, about being a race car driver or a late mile driver? Uh, I think one of the biggest things, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because I don't really know what you guys don't know. But, <laughs> um, you know, like one of the things I always think about a lot is, uh, you know, the lifestyle of you know how we make our paychecks and you know everyone else or most other occupations i guess they kind of know everyone knows what they're going to make at the end of the week whereas you know we're solely based on our performance and then other things too like sponsorship but that is also based on our performance so um a lot of a lot of times like if you see us like getting I guess say, you know, we take things like really seriously and we get heated up and whatever, you know, cause it's, everything is a, uh, it's a big deal. You know, it's how we make our paychecks and if we're going to get more at the end of the year or less at the end of the year and you know, everything is, you know, how we do is how we can get better and, and improve our program. So that's one thing. Um, and I guess another thing I, I was kind of thinking of is like, you know, if, if a lot of times you hear drivers complain, about certain things, whether it's uh, the track wasn't any good tonight or this, whatever. Well, I think we kind of feel like that is one of the things that affects us. So like we, we, we all care, you know, as drivers, we care. We want to have the best race for us, but we also want the fans to see the best race they can possibly see because if there's no fans in the stands, we can't survive. So like for me, I know whenever you hear me say, Oh, I wish the track was better or, you know, they really could have went out there and reworked it. Now, I'm not really trying to complain. I'm just trying to give insight to how to be better so we can keep the fans interested and keep, you know, the fields full and, and all that. You know, it all runs together. It's like a circle, like a circle of life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I thought you were about <laughs> to sing the Lion King song for a second. That's what I thought was it's about the to circle happen. of life. Oh, we, oh we, my. We are 20 minutes into this. We've talked Lifetime movies. Bobby Pierce has sang. I mean, what? I don't, I don't now know. we're going to be talking about Tiger King. Oh, yeah, we've got. I believe me, we've got some Tiger King discussion before this is over. Hey, do not, do not ruin Tiger King. I'm only on episode three. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched anything yet. I haven't watched any. Say anything about Tiger. I won't. So Other than I know. Uh, what's her name? Husband doesn't look like Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, you got it. You got it. Yeah, I do know that she definitely killed her husband by everyone on Twitter. But other than that, don't ruin anything. <laughs> I will I will try not to. Derek, uh, quick thoughts on what we don't know there. I feel like you and I might have known that, but Devin brings up a good point about this shit just doesn't magically fall out of the sky, right? Yeah, because several drivers the last few years have said that, you know, if you're just like one-eighth of something off on a setup, you're going to go straight to the back or the wrong tires. I want to know, though, 
when you guys are watching track prep and all you drivers are standing around, I'll come up there and talk to you guys. How much of it when you guys are trading info is just BS and it's like a poker <laughs> hand? Like you're actually not actually telling them the real thing of what the track's going to do to the other competitor. Well, yeah, uh, you go ahead, Dev. Go ahead, Bobby. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eddie first. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it is bullshit for sure. Um, but that's one thing. It's a guessing game. You don't know is this guy really telling me the truth or is he? You know, is he, is he lying? And some, you know, there's a couple like clicks, and you know, between them, they're probably pretty honest. Um, and a lot of it kind of depends on like what race car you're in. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, one of the things I'm, I'm kind of like messing around is joking around a lot. And then the other half of me is like, Oh, I really need to decide what, what tires to put on this car. Uh, and, uh, one of the things too, is like, you know, will the track hold up? And, uh, you know, there's, there's a joke with like someone's like, you know, can you run the top? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably try to run the top. <laughs> Did you just ask by that? The cushion the whole time. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yeah. That's our conversation every time. Every time we go to the racetrack and Bobby's up there, someone is telling him he's going to run the top because we all know Bobby Pierce is going to the cushion <laughs> before the end of the feature is over, no matter what. That's uh, right. What's so crazy about that, Bobby, is you were a bottom feeder at the beginning of your career, right? I mean, that Prater Classic you almost won where you were, the tires, they moved out. You're, you were such a bottom feeder in the beginning. So that, that that's there is some hilarity yeah, about that, Yeah, I know. Right? I, I know, and I've watched videos of Dev Moran, and, and Devin is is a uh, or Donnie Moran, and Devin now is a body bottom feeder, whereas Donnie was, I mean, the videos I've seen, he was oh, banging yeah. the boards. So what's up always. with that, Devin? Yeah, Devin, what's up with that? Hey, I don't know, I don't know. I just watched this race. Oh, oh funny, funny Donnie Moran story. So that race didn't have a sound there. What you? What was that race called? The one hundred lap of? The Conakichig the one hundred. Yes. All right, so I watched this race, and I called Dad instantly, and I'm ripping him because he, you know how far the sons are. They're hard on you when you're oh, racing. Oh, yeah. So he's been hard. He, he quit racing in 13, and he, he busts my balls all the time. Yeah, he still does, even though I'm not with him. He's, when he goes to the races, he's on me. So I call him instantly after I, I uh, watched this race. I said, Dad. I said, you know, if you wouldn't have pushed five laps in a row in three and four, Francis would not have beat you. I said, what were you doing? <laughs> He comes all these excuses. Oh, them cautions came out, sealed up my right front tire. This is the biggest bullshit. I won that race by a foot. You can ask anyone saying that. He said, I think it was, I think it was Ernie Davis or Ron Davis. He said, he was standing right there. Go ask him. I think it was, I think it might have been Ernie Davis is who it was. He said, go ask him. I won by a foot. He'll tell you. He said the start finish line diagonal backwards at Hagerstown, blah, blah, blah. He was coming up with a hundred excuses. And then at the end, I watched the video, uh, like the uh, interview, and Francis said, yeah, I can see his left front. I definitely beat him by a foot. So every <laughs> single race car driver is the exact same. No matter what, every single race car driver wins by a foot. Well, that was an excellent story. That Conica Chig 100 is one of the most legendary races in late oh model history. It was un- and that was old that Hagerstown, was- man. That's old Hagerstown there. Um, and, and yeah, I watched like, that video. Man, that was an awesome race. I am. Uh, I'm gonna. Man, if we go ahead, Dev. I keep I keep cutting you off. I'm just saying, if we could get that that racetrack right there, I would go to Hagerstown every weekend. That looks like <laughs> Port Royal now. Like it was 
gnarly. That was some sweet racing. You hear the beeps in the background. I'm going to dial up Billy Moyer Jr. here because we're going to bullshit with Jr. here a little bit just about stuff. You guys, I told you two to be loose before we started. You two have been perfect Hello? so far. Junior, you there? Yeah. There, Junior, you are live on the air right now with Derek Kessinger, Bobby Pierce, <laughs> Devin Moran, and myself. What are you up to, buddy? Uh, I'm uh, sitting here about to put some uh, – rock down in the middle of my driveway here and try to do something uh, productive. I was actually about to ask you, I've talked to Bobby and Devin, and I'm going to let them ask you questions here in a second. What have you, what have you guys been doing? What has your quarantine life existed of, Junior? Point tracing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been playing a lot of Xbox. I think I've played more in the past two weeks probably I have in the past year. But um, doing that and uh, doing some stuff around the house and uh, – Played uh, played a lot of video games and then organized the shit out of the shop like multiple times and uh, can't really there's nothing really left to organize now we've about got it all done. Well, you know you're a guy. Bobby talked about money and income a little bit. Just be honest with me, Junior. How hard is this on a, on a full time racer? Just income wise, have you started to think about that a little bit? How difficult is this right now? Dude, it sucks. Like uh, um, I, I try to sell a bunch of parts and work on other people's cars and groove tires and stuff like that and uh, sell all that stuff to make any money. But, man, like you can't sell anything. If, if nobody's racing, it's hard for people to, you know, justify buying, you know, a set of shocks or buying, you know, four or five new tires when they don't know if they're going to race till July. Um, so it, it sucks. Like I don't have anything coming in and uh, you still got your house payment, your insurance, your light bill, water bill, TV, cell phone, all that crap you still have, and and there's nothing uh, there's nothing coming in. <laughs> and how successful has that working on other cars stuff? How you made made it go a little bit with that stuff or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I lived somewhere. You know, uh, a little late mile was a little more popular. Like I, I like I always talk about them Illinois guys. They're in a perfect spot. Yeah. There's so many of them. And then Clint Smith, another one. I mean, there's like late models galore around him. Uh, like, you know, I think Jake Knowles works on all that stuff and does that and makes a pretty good living at it. Uh, I wish I lived there, but as far as around here, I've got a handful of guys that, you know, I've worked on some cars and, and I have fun doing that too. We also make some money and then sell tires and, uh, you know, shocks and they're, they're kind of harder to sell. They're more expensive. But as far as, you know, making a lot of money, no, but I am – uh, making a little bit and, and it's fun too it's nice it's really nice to you know talk to i had a guy that uh that caden cornell who just ran second oh, at yeah. i racing deal yeah. last night he, his car owner brought his car down here a couple months ago and he's a very appreciative kid and like just listen to me and he, he he doesn't know much about the cars and doesn't understand and i i've i think i've helped him out quite a bit on opening his eyes and a lot of this stuff is kind of what burners taught me over the years and now I'm kind of I get to pass along, you know, down the to somebody like Caden, and he, you know, it's nice because he's a real respectful kid, you know. I want to, I want these guys to get questions into you, starting with you, Devin. Devin Moran is now I'm, I haven't put his journalist hat on here. Oh, maybe not a journalist. We're just bull, <laughs> we're just bullshitting. Dev, uh, Dev, you first. What question you got from Moyer Junior? One thing I, I don't really know um, a lot when you started racing, uh, Billy. When did you start? How old were you? Um, where were you racing when you were younger? And, uh, did your dad ever race with you? What did you, I, I got some of that. You sound like you're talking through a uh, <laughs> paper towel holder. I know. Dev's phone got worse. It was good in the beginning, Dev. Now it got worse. Go back to what you were doing in the what beginning. What did he say, Rigsby? <laughs> uh, Dev, try it again. 
I'll try it again. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? It's not. It's not very good. It's not very good. Bobby sounds really clean. Yeah. I can hear Bobby. It's it's a little older phone. I'm cheap. I only there got you like go. A That's better. Seven, so I'm behind the time. <laughs> That's better, now. Dev. Talk like you're talking now. Can you hear me? Yes, better, better. All right. yep. No, no. Couple couple things I was asking. Um, I don't really know a ton about your past. Like, when did you actually start racing? Uh, where did you start racing at? And when was the first time you beat your dad in a race? Like, <laughs> heads up, like him not falling out. Um, I started when I was 18. Like I. Uh... Uh, I worked for dad for like four or five years to kind of help me understand the car and know how to work on it and whatnot. And uh, the, I, I'm glad he done that because I, I went by myself a lot, like with no help at all. And like uh, I won my first race when I was at my seventh race. Now. It was just a local show and it paid a thousand bucks. And I was like, holy shit, this stuff's way too easy. And then I didn't <laughs> win again for like three years. And, uh, and then I realized right quick, like, man, this is uh this is really hard. <laughs> and, uh, so I started there. I raced at Popper Bluff like for a while. And then, uh, uh, let's see, I, I kind of just ran around home. I traveled some my very first year, but I got my ass kicked all the time. Like I wasn't very good, but dad said, you might as well just go with me and learn that way instead of running around there running 30 laps a week. And, you know, at that time we only had one local track and it was Popper Bluff. And you go there and you hot lap for three laps, you run an eight lap heat and you run a 20 lap feature and you go home. He said, Heck, you get just as much laps going somewhere else. And uh, um, my first race, like race race, was uh, uh, I was going to practice one time uh, at Batesville when, before I really started. And Dad, he said, you know what? Why don't you just put your car in this trailer here and go to Kentucky Lake? It was a special win or special race or whatever. And they, I, I say, what? And he said, just go. You'll be fine. I'm like, Dad, I've never even raced before. And you're taking me to that place? And <laughs> He said, just come on, and I uh, I go in there, and we're we're looking at the track and whatnot, and I asked Dad, this is a God's honest truth, I asked him, I said, hey, Dad, how do you, uh, how do you like, get, get off of here, you know, uh, you know, like, how do you get off, and he said, well, uh, I don't know, you go in there, and you just kind of go in high, and you can turn down the hill, it's better, you know, if you can do that, or you just kind of let the car float, whatever the car wants to do, I said, no, no, Dad, no, I mean, like, how do I get down to the track when I get done qualifying, I said, at Kentucky Lake, you take the checker, you circle through the infield, and then when the next car goes by, you pull out, and I'm scared I'm going to miss the clutch or miss a shift, and I'm, somebody's going to smoke me or I'm going to ruin their lap. And, like, he, it, it, we laugh about that still because he thought I was asking a race question. He, had, I was asking how to get the hell off the racetrack. Um, when did you so, beat him? If, when did so, you beat him the first time? I don't know if I remember that. Do you know? It's a good point by Dev. I'm sure Bob, Devi, and, and Bobby have the same question. <laughs> Yeah, um, real fast before I forget, and that B, I had to run the B main that night. I mean, of course, I didn't make the race, but me and Bob Pierce were in the like last row of the B main. <laughs> he was in somebody else's car. He he broke or something in the heat race, and I look over and I'm like, holy shit, I got Bob Pierce beside me. And all I know is I beat like two people in that B main. I didn't beat Bob, but I beat like two people in that <laughs> B main. And you thought I'd won a World 100 myself. I'm like, holy shit, I beat two people, you know, and. Hell, I beat two people that, you know, can't even go around the track, probably. Um, but the first time I beat him, man, I uh, – the first race I won with him there, um, I want to say might have been that Brownstown 2012 race, the first time I won with him there. Summer Nationals race. Uh, That's when you're on a hot yeah. streak. Yeah, you won like four in a row. Yeah, yeah, that uh, – um, maybe I won a comp cams race before that, but – as far as beating him, 
I think it was uh, uh, you remember that twenty grand at the bull ring in like twenty ten or yeah. twenty eleven. I was there, and yep. I, I think I I ran fourth or something. And I want to say dad might have been a couple behind me. That might have been the first real time I beat him. Bobby, what about you? What uh, question do you got for Junior? That's pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, one thing I was thinking of is, you know, I've won like a couple of races that my dad has won, like the North-South and uh, like the Herald Interview at Macon. Uh, I haven't won the Predator Classic. That's one that he's won many times. And I've been close, but I really want to win it. What is, uh, what's a couple of races that your dad has won that you really would like to win? Like besides the world. <laughs> I was going to say, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that yeah. was my giving. <laughs> right. Besides that, what's, uh, what's a couple of races that you really would like to win that he's won? Uh, man, that, that race at Columbus, uh, means a lot cause he's won it so many times that like the Magnolia, they combined them now, but yeah it's still that that would be pretty cool to win and uh, besides obviously Eldora is a given uh the USA Nationals would be like I, I don't know if he's won the Masters I've won the Masters I don't know if he has uh but obviously the USA Nationals is 50 grand and it's a crown jewel and the Masters isn't uh but I don't that that would be pretty cool to win I'd, I'd Cedar Lake's one of my favorite tracks um I would say that or uh, really that Summer Nationals championship deal. Like right now with the Lucas thing, it's hard for me to justify bailing off whenever I, I make I make more money unless I go somewhere and win a lot. Um, I'd give anything to win that championship. I think you beat me twice, so I ran second twice. So that that would be yeah. pretty cool to win that yeah. championship. That, that would probably mean as much as the World 100 to me. Your dad won a Masters in 2016, yeah. by the way. I just looked on the history page. So you yeah. won it before him, buddy. You did win it before him, though. So that's good, I, right? I won it before him, at least. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I forgot. Suave, what, what do you got for Junior? And then I got, I got, I got oh, one Bobby's one got a follow-up. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Go ahead. Just, just a quick question. Um, you know, like my parents him. told me. <laughs> yeah. My parents told me some stories about how back in the day, when uh, I was a baby, my sister was a baby, you know, like they didn't have, uh, you know, big toter homes that they do nowadays and they probably couldn't afford it if they, if they could. But, um, you know, how does, uh, you know, yourself having a kid, I know she, I'm not sure how old she is now, but what is it like when, uh, when, uh, they get to go to the races, is it pretty easy or is it complicated? Um, she hasn't got to go a lot. She just went to a couple, uh, just a couple of races here close to home, but, uh, she just turned two a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, it really like, uh, my wife does a good job and she takes all the burden off me, but it's still, if she was to like jump in the truck and go with me to like Hagerstown and Port Royal and come home, like I'd be so freaking stressed out. Like it, <laughs> it just, I, I can't. I don't know. I, I overthink and stuff anyways. Uh, but like, I, it's very hard to think. That's like when they're there, I'm worried about if they're, you know, happy and whatnot. I still got to focus on racing, but like the, you think about all that other stuff. Um, you know, I like, I don't know. Sometimes I just like to sit in the trailer there and just hell just sit there on a spring smasher and don't do anything. Don't talk to nobody. And when they're there, I feel like I don't want to leave them hanging like, like that. And, uh, they, it's, it's a lot more people. I, I didn't, I didn't understand the quite like how people meant this until you get your own child and you guys will get it when you do. Um, it's a lot of extra, like 
stuff on your plate, like in your brain, not necessarily extra work. Cause my wife does, I mean, she does all the stuff with Hallie if she needs to. I mean, I'll dive in there and change a diaper here and there, or do this if she asks <laughs> me, but she can do it all herself and takes all that off me. But still, you got it in the back of your mind. It's a lot to think about when they're there with you. Junior, I don't know if you know this, yep. but I do have a child, uh, Derek. I raised Derek, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I still have to change. Yeah. I still have to change his diapers, and he just turned thirty. So, yeah, I, so I, I, he's out of control. <laughs> I want to ask all three of you though, quick. How much pressure was it for you guys to like fill your dad's shoes when you first started racing, or do you guys still feel that pressure? I feel like you guys probably don't anymore. But when you first started. Did you get a lot of pressure from people all around? And how, all around and you? Was it annoying too? I'd imagine it'd be annoying a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, we got it. Our dads are famous, right? A little yeah, bit. <laughs> it was... yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, definitely, definitely hear about it. Um, what's what makes me? I I think it's the funniest thing because there's so many clueless people out there. I'll get a hundred people say your dad's better than you'll ever be. You're never going to be any good. <laughs> and, and then the next hundred people will say, your dad was horrible. You're already better than he was. Like oh, these people are so clueless. Like obviously Donnie Rand's better than I am. Um, he, he may always be better than I am, but like so many people are so clueless and so biased on opinions. And I'm sure juniors heard that. I'm sure Bobby's here heard that, you know, um, these, these fans, these race fans, and I appreciate all race fans. If it wasn't for race fans, we want to get to do what we love, but some people are just so clueless. It just, some people attack back, but I just sit back. I laugh. I love when people that have no idea what's going on, start talking because you can just listen. I don't know. I just find it funny and, and like to listen to those people. Bobby and junior. Have you got that too? Your dad was so much better than you. Has people actually said that to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Bobby, you go first. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times like, you know, especially when I was younger, like, um, well, of course you, you know, like you see stuff on social media or whatever, or, or, you know, they let you have it. Uh, you know, any mistake you get, the haters, the haters come out, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, heck my dad, he's, he was really good. Uh, you know, when he was racing and I was kind of hoping to someday be, uh, you know, winning some races like he was and eventually got there, you know, and, you know, who knows, like, who's better, but, like, my dad, he always just, he kind of gives me the benefit of the doubt, he's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're better than I was, and, like, you know, that makes me feel pretty good, but, um, you know, racing was a lot different when he was racing, and, uh, you know, one thing for sure is, I, I, I'm just gonna say this, I think we're both pretty good, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's taught me a lot, and, uh, you know, so here we are, but I haven't really had the chance to race against him, like, uh, like Junior and Devin has with their dad. So. All right, Junior, what about you? Yeah, man, I get that stuff all the time. <laughs> and, uh, like, still, I get a lot of, uh, like, like even some people that don't like my dad or some some people think it's cool to come, like, talk about Bloomquist or something, like, talk shit on him or talk trash, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, man, I don't, like, I don't have no problem with Scott. Like, you guys don't want, that used to be the biggest thing, even before I started racing, people would, think to come up and just want to bash Bloomquist and I'm just like man them guy like he's not I don't dislike that guy and we're heck I'd walk up and talk to Scott and wouldn't think nothing about it and uh uh you know that I don't like hearing that like when people want to bash somebody you know I don't think that's cool especially because they think we're a Warrior fan you know well they're gonna bash Scott well, that's like going up to a North Carolina fan and bashing Duke just so they you know so you try to think but it it don't work like that so 
as far as the comparing and everything, I, I'm not even close to my dad. So, um, but the thing that eased me up was at first, uh, like I said, I won that one race when I first started just a local show. And then I thought, Holy crap, I just made a thousand dollars and this is easy. Well, I didn't win for like the next three years. And I was like, man, this is really, really hard. (laughs) And, um, so then, you know, I kind of, I went, I won a few around the house. And then when I would travel, I would just get my butt kicked a lot. And that's when I'm like, man, that's when it really started coming. Like people like, you're never going to be your dad and all this. And I'm just, I'm not trying to be, I'm just, I just want to win a few races and hopefully somebody will remember that I raced too, besides my dad, you know what I mean? And, uh, I, I've, and then I finally started winning some races and traveling and, you know, winning all over the, not necessarily the big races, but still, uh, winning kind of all over and said, just in my little area to where it's kind of eased up now where people kind of at least give me a little bit of credit. I mean, I'm not a top tier guy, but at least I'm not the bottom, you know, I felt like the bottom last year though. And, uh, oh, those are going to so kind of right? eased up. <laughs> those years happen. So. Yeah. That, oh my God, it was terrible. But, uh, that was the biggest thing just to finally win a few races, like them summer national races. And, uh, I didn't even realize until last year, you guys put that stat on about the States you've won in. Yeah. Yours is crazy. Like dude. Or something. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. And then in the year I had, that's why I done an interview last night. And I said, that was actually kind of one thing that I was like, Holy crap. Like I've won like 20 States or something. And, out of the past 10 years, I was like third. Or, I was only behind like Owens and Davenport and McCready or something like crazy. And I, I would have never guessed that them guys are winning bigger races. But still, though, at least now I kind of get the get a little bit of credit. <laughs> Junior, I appreciate it, buddy. I'm going to wrap up with you and get on to Ray, the promoter at I-37. Just overall, Junior, how did Bobby and Devin do as reporters today asking questions? Did you feel as though their questions were solid? Uh, yeah, I felt like they asked the right thing. I think they uh, they seen they're both you know worded it right and everything. And <laughs> the only thing is, I wish I could hear Devin. He sound like he's talking through like a paper towel holder. It's uh, gotten better. It got other better. Than that, Devin got better. I could hear Bobby. I could hear Bobby playing. So that was that was nice. But I I like talking to all them guys. That's uh, that's the, you know the younger bunch there. I'm I'm a little older than them, but I still I'm. I'm not the old one of the old guys. I'm kind of in the middle now. How so old are you now? I, I, thirty-two. Derek, he's older than you, even. Damn, yeah. that's getting pretty old. <laughs> I know. Hey, my dad no didn't win. Dad didn't win his first world till he was thirty-four. Well, you better get it done in the next two years, then. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I, I got, I got a little bit of time, but then when you think back, like Jimmy Mars won the dream at like twenty-one or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So then you're like, oh boy. Bobby, how old were you when you won the World One Hundred? Did we lose him again? I mean, Pierce, what is he doing? I think he was 19. We dropped one. I think he was 19. Oh, jeez. Did we lose Pierce? Are you yeah. gone? I mean, this Still kid, got Devin? I still got Dev. I can hear Dev. I'm, I'm here. Dev's been Bobby, Bobby just texted me and said, sorry. <laughs> what said. is he doing? <laughs> all right, Junior. I appreciate it. Live? it it's not live. It's good. We're taping it live, though, so I'm not taking this out. Pierce has to sit through this, unfortunately, <laughs> though. Junior, I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll catch up with you, Junior. Uh, yeah. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah, See you thanks, guys. Hello, All right. So, D- Derek, talk to Dev while I'll get Bobby back here. Go ahead and talk to him. <laughs> Bobby's texting me, too, saying, sorry, but yeah, Devin, uh, if we, if you like this back? racing career doesn't go well for you here the next couple of years, my job might be in jeopardy. Junior, or uh, Pierce, Pierce, are you back? So you're saying yes. I'm doing sorry all right? Sorry about that. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. You're doing good, Devin. <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to get this promoter from I-37 on. We're having a good time here, and Bobby just keeps dropping. He just does not want to be on this phone call with us for whatever reason. Can you guys hear it? You guys, you hear it in his voice. I mean, you you guys, sons of famous kids. It's it's not easy sometimes, is it, guys? You know, really, like, I mean, yeah, you have those haters and stuff, but I don't know. I really don't let it bother me. I don't yeah. think it's hard. The hardest part, the hardest part, honestly, is having my dad over my shoulder. My dad's the hardest part of the whole situation. Um, every father-son, the only father-son I know that can go on and on and on forever is probably Eddie Carrier Jr. and his dad. Yeah, yeah. But everyone else, like, it's it's hard. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why God created us this way or whatever. <laughs> but, man, when it's a father-son and you're on the road for night after night with each other, it's just – it's a lot, you know. He's, he, he's just trying to make me better week in and week out. Yeah. And, man, sometimes it's just – Sometimes they push that button and you want to push back. Well, but listen. Other than that, like the the fans and stuff, it ain't bad. I've seen Bob and Bobby have knocked down drag outs. Bobby, you can attest to that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I agree with Devin on that one. Uh, yeah, you know, my dad, he's he's definitely yeah, – that's one of the things for sure is uh, constructive criticism is what we kind of like to call it. And sometimes it goes beyond that because, uh, you know, he just wants me to be the best. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I feel like, uh, like for junior, it's probably the hardest on him right now. Cause his dad is still racing. And, uh, you know, my dad retired, uh, years ago and then Devin's dad, you know, Donnie, he's still racing uh, every now and then like modifieds, but not really against Devin anymore. So yeah. you don't really have that, uh, you know, comparison to go off of, but, uh, yeah, you know, for sure. They, they just want us to be the best and, uh, yeah, they, they take it, they take it really far. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like for my dad, he finds enjoyment in watching me win uh, all these races and, and, you know, races that like he couldn't win that I end up winning. He, he still feels like since, you know, he's a part of it that he gets to enjoy and, and, and the glory. So that, that's really good for him. Let's but yeah, stop. sometimes, you know, when, when you're doing good, it's great. And when you're doing bad, you know, sometimes you get into it, but, other times, I don't know, you just kind of, you know, you're on the road together a lot, so it happens. Let's call up Ray here, the promoter at I-37. I want to get him on the phone here and just talk about how the hell this guy ran a race last weekend. I think the entire country wants to know right now uh, as, as we get him on. We actually and, got B-roll from that. Yeah, we actually too, got some so video cool. from this race this past week. Was it trucks or what was it? Street there? stocks. Street stocks, okay. I didn't exactly they know. They were wheeling and Hello? dealing. Ray, are you there? This is Ray. Hey, Ray. This is uh, Michael Rigsby and Derek Kessinger in the Dirt on Dirt studios, and you are joined by Bobby Pierce and Devin Moran. So you've got some illustrious company on this phone call with you here. Ray, we had to have you on. It is no secret. I think basically every racetrack in America is shut down right now, except one, I guess. This past weekend in Pleasanton, Texas, I-37 Speedway ran factory stocks, limited mods, and with us now is promoter uh, Ray. I want to make sure I get your last name right. Is it Doyon or Doyon? Doyon. Ray. Do it's Ray, right? R A Y Doyon. Okay. Explain to us, the four of us, Ray. How the hell did you run this race last weekend? What were the logistics? How did you pull it off? Just take us through it. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, um, we were scheduled to have a race the weekend before, and uh, you know, with everything going on. Uh, I was pretty sure it was going to get canceled because of the uh, coronavirus. So uh, in the back of my mind, I started thinking about what in the world can we do to get some racing in? Because uh, obviously 
uh, so we race, we make a little bit of money and, you know, to pay the rent so we can keep this thing going. So started putting my thoughts together and, um, said, why don't we try something different? Try no fans and use the social distancing guidelines. And, uh, basically just wrote up a plan and, uh, submitted it to our local County and, uh, they got a judge to sign off on it. And then we took off from there. What, how many people, when you say social distancing, I'm trying to envision a pit area. How many competitors were there? How did it work? Was everybody yes, pitted 20 feet apart? So, Just take me through that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what we did. What happened was we asked the county for permission to only have 40 cars, 20 per class, and then one pit crew per car. So that equals 80. And then we had 10 staff members, you know, for our track. We had two EMT you know, uh, two scores, an announcer, and, you know, yada, yada, up to 10 people. Um, and he approved that. So what we did, once we got the approval, we started putting everything together for pay-per-view, uh, for, you know, Race on Texas yeah. did a live pay-per-view for us. So, But in the pits itself, we're on about 27 acres or so, and uh, we made it mandatory that you pitted, you know, two pit spots apart and kept your distance. So really that only left two people, you know, for every like 30 foot or so, uh, which is plenty of room for social distancing. Yeah. And, uh, um, whatchamacallit, uh, I think that's it. And then, like I say, we're on 28 acres or so, 27 or 28. And, you know, you can spread out really good, really well on that amount of land. And, and that's what we did. And we were super strict with who came in. We only allowed, you know, the driver and one pit crew with the car. We were had a gate worker and, he put armbands on them, and then once we got all of our cars in, we shut the gate and shut it down. Nobody else was allowed to come in, and um, uh, I feel like it went off with it without any hitches, to be honest. Did uh, you a couple room for improvement on yeah. a you know just the flow of things because it was so different, but uh, all in all, it went really well. Did you have any kickback from the locals, local news, local government, local anybody saying, "Hey, man, this isn't safe. You shouldn't be doing this"? Did you get any of that? No. Um, you know, there, there was a couple of, like, just, you know, racing fans that said, hey, you know, we admire what you're trying to do. We don't really know if that's a great idea or not. But that was, you know, out of 100 and something people that may have liked it and loved it, we probably had three or four that were a little skeptical about it. But they didn't raise a fuss. The county didn't shut us down, you know, at the last minute or anything. I mean, the show went on and. All in all, a great time was had by all the racers. They were so excited to get out of their house <laughs> and do something, and especially, you know, the hobby that they love so much. Your next race is April 11th. Uh, is on your schedule. Are you planning on having that race? Uh, as of right now, no. Um, we might try to get permission to just do a practice. Okay. But um, we just don't know about a race yet. If we do a race, it might be the uh, following weekend or further because uh if we do this live pay-per-view again uh it went well but it could be better and i want to give myself time to promote that yeah and you know learn from the little things that we didn't know about the intangibles the first time and then make it better you know i was really hoping that this thing was would have gone viral and had viewers from all you know an abundance of viewers from all over the country we had some viewers from all over the country but the numbers weren't as as high as I thought maybe they were since we were the only track around running. <laughs>
Yeah, no doubt. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to ask, Ray, do you think maybe a couple months down the road where people can start going back to normal, but they're still having, you know, this social distancing and limiting a crowd, do you think a track, you know, with a national series could pull off what you did and maybe execute the plan that you did and have it live and have a whole bunch of viewers looking at it? Absolutely, I, especially with, you know, with huge sanctioning bodies, you know, really popular ones like, like Woo or Lucas, you know, USMTS. I think it could still be, um, I'd say, I don't know if profitable is the right word, but, uh, you know, enough to pay the bills and make it worthwhile and give everybody something to do. Because we all know NASCAR shut down, the MLB shut down, NFL, NBA, I mean, golf, everything. So there's like no sporting events hardly for anybody to watch. So I, I really feel it could be a success, you know, if you get a big sanctioning body to get some special provisions you know from local authorities and just work with them you know just but, have a good plan in place yeah submitted we submitted ours on uh paper uh, i can't remember if we hand delivered or emailed it but it was it was done right i feel like and i think the judge thought so also and uh and we executed everything to plan bobby and devin i'm going to open it up to you guys and it's interesting for you guys bobby your family ran a racetrack at one point devin your family still runs a racetrack in muskingum county so i'll open it up uh devin start with you what questions do you have for ray about all of this because i'm this has been fascinating to hear quite honestly yeah you guys kind of pretty much solidified all my questions i wasn't expecting it to be so thought out and well planned um kudos to you guys you know i was kind of doubting it when when rigsy told me that you guys ran a race i was like what idiot ran a race? But like the way you guys did it, it sounds like it's a pretty smart deal. Um, yes, sir. The only question I got that I can really think of: Did you have a drivers meeting? If so, were they scattered throughout the pits so you could talk to them all? I wondered about that too. No, That's so a good what, question. I wondered what, about that. Yeah, uh, I was I was luckily lucky enough to think of a plan for that too. We did a live Facebook drivers meeting, which included just me. <laughs> I asked everybody not to come to where we normally have our driver's meeting, you know, the lineup booth. I told them not to attend, just tune in, you know, via Facebook and get the details about the evening, you know, at that through live Facebook. Worked out, worked out great. I wouldn't have thought you know, of that. So. That's really smart. <laughs> got, yes, you, got your thinking cap on. Kudos to you guys. Bobby, what about oh, you? Man, everything, our whole thought process was just making sure we didn't, you know, have a gathering of more than five people any time. So yeah. uh, it was really on our, you know, front of our mind because for for safety reasons, but also if we want to do this again, I want to make sure that we do it right so I can get permission from the county again maybe, you know. Bobby, what do you got for Ray? Yeah, well, heck, like Devin said, you know, I kind of my, – my question was going to be, how the hell did you do it? How would you pull it <laughs> off? But, yeah, and you've answered it all. Uh, however, yeah, you know, my parents did promote a track for a year and it wasn't very well, but, um, you know, I, one question I think of is, were you like nervous that you wouldn't, you know, make, oh. make out with this, but you oh, know, I know pr promoters are all nuts and so you just do it anyway, but yeah, uh, we're not in the right frame of mind because nobody, nobody, it's just the toughest thing business. It seems like, you know, you know, as a racer, you're pretty much you know it's non-profitable <laughs> but as a promoter it just takes it to another level because of the amount of effort it takes to put on a race you know so um it, it's just, yeah. just crazy at the, right. the morning of the the morning of race day woke up the weather was 
kind of ugly here. It was overcast, actually misting a little bit. You know, I thought, oh, no, you know, we're not going to have this. But then part of me was like, okay, now i got an excuse to back out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought maybe it was a sign from God, too. I was like, oh, let's stay and not do it. But uh, an hour yeah. later, sun come out, and I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to see it through. But, yeah, the whole day up until, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock, I was just as nervous as could be because, you know, the county could have came in at any time and said, hey, we're sorry, but, you know, we feel like this is a bad idea after all. So there was that in the back of my mind the whole time, but luckily for us, we were able to do it. And, and just you know, uh, real quick, a different did you way have, to do things. Yeah. Did you have uh, a line at the concession stand people had to stand behind? Like when, you, when I go to Casey's, I no. have to stand behind this line. At the no. So, nope. so, so what we did was we did not have – any fans, zero were allowed, and we had zero concessions, and we had limited staff. Like, we normally have about 25 people on race night working at our track. I cut it down to eight plus two race on Texas film guys. So it was extremely limited, and it was not a normal night by any means. Wow. I, you know, awesome. I, I'm going to be honest, Ray, I am impressed. And uh, you answered every question I had. I mean, I'm sure I could dig through the details and, you know, we could find a hundred things, but yes. you know, there's a lot of tracks across the country. I think you're going to hear this and start thinking about it. And I'm going to ask you one question, somewhat point blank. Did you lose money on it? Did you make a little money on it? Can you don't have to tell me an exact amount? Did you do okay? You know, uh, honestly, I'll tell you flat out. We broke even, okay. which is okay. I'm okay with that giving the circumstances that I didn't get permission from the county to do it till Wednesday about 11 o'clock. And so from that point on, man, my wheels were turning even more and I had to start thinking, you know, okay, what else can we do? Because, you know, I don't know how many viewers I'm going to get on pay-per-view and, you know, this and that. So what I did was I was like, man, I want to sell some commercials. You know, we need some commercials anyway to kill a little bit of time for the production part of this thing to last at least two hours to make people feel like they're getting their money's worth. So uh, we sold some cheap, very, very, very inexpensive commercial spots. And so that helped out a little bit, you know, and uh, financially it was okay. It's it's one of those things too sometimes where, you know, you have to take a loss sometimes to learn things. And uh, I own my own business as well, and I, I have to do that every once in a while. I don't like to, obviously, because you want to keep the train rolling, but sometimes you just have to. And, and it was definitely one of those situations for us. And moving forward, we'll, I will plan this out you know, with more notice, uh, try to make it bigger and better, we'll try to get some bigger names throughout our state, You know, make it a little more of a, like an invitational race so that we can draw more people because they know these big names, you know, and uh, – and try to approach it that way. So it, it'll be a different approach if we, you know, do it again. And I, and I want to tell everybody, especially if, you know, this trickles down to some of our locals, we prefer not to do it like this. We love our <laughs> fans and there's nothing better than, you know, winning a race and getting out of the car and cheer, hear the fans cheer or boo, you know, <laughs> but so it was unorthodox and it's not preferred, but at least it's a way to still get some racing in. And I also heard, you know, on the other side of things, some of the viewers, you know, or obviously some of them are personal friends and stuff, they had a blast at home. Yeah. They were able to get up and go to the restroom and go make some popcorn or get another beer or, you know, whatever. So it was it was kind of cool for them, they said. Dev, you've, and, heard, uh, you've, the heard, price, 
Price was affordable. You've heard Ray talk, and I know the guys at Race on Texas. Chris is a good buddy of mine, so I appreciate them doing this for you. Dev, you've heard Ray talk. He's given you all the answers you need. Can we get a race at Muskingum County in Ohio this weekend, Dev? <laughs> well, I know uh, Cody Summers had Mansfield um, not far up the road, so maybe we can talk to Cody. Uh, the problem is getting the purse, you know. His purse was probably pretty small. If we could figure out a way to get it live streamed on Dirt on Dirt and get a purse figured out, uh, I'm sure we could try try getting something figured out for sure. Ray, you're opening up doors for us all across the country. I want to thank you for your time, uh, Bobby and Devin. Thank you for the for, you know, thank you for the questions for Ray. We appreciate that, and uh, we'll be in touch. Ray, keep us uh, keep us posted during your journey here the next month or two. Okay. Absolutely, and I and I encourage just because we were the first one to do it and everything. Uh, I, I'm I'm hope everybody tries, you know, and and because man, this, these are weird unchartered times for everybody and uh you know this racing is you know unfortunately it's like a drug so we all need it still <laughs> and so i hope other tracks get to do it i hope they have success and but i hope we get out of this mess and just go back to regular racing you know so i'm a huge racing fan same here and i'd rather have people in front of me thanks ray i appreciate Thank you all so much for what y'all do and uh making the racing world informed and going around and around uh thanks buddy we appreciate it man thank you so much Thank you. Bobby, what'd you think of that? He had an answer for everything, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a really nice guy. I might might want to go race there. There you go. We got Bobby Pierce to I-37. Promoter of the year, early stages he of is. promoter he's, of the year. So far, he's been voted promoter of the year, yes, in 2019. <laughs> I'm di- or 2020. I'm dialing up Ashton Winger real quick, who will be our final guest. We're over on time here. Derek, you talk too much. That's what the problem was. I guess. Sorry, Dad. Let's this see. guy has... <laughs> He that's our next guest. He talks way too much. Uh, well, he a lot of hot say, air. He won't say anything. Let's see if he answers here. Actually, well, it's ringing. Hello. Hi, Ashton Winger. What's up? <laughs> Ash- What's up, Ashton? You've got Derek Kessinger, Michael Rigsby, Bobby Pierce, and Devin Moran live on with you right now. How do you feel about that group of four human beings that are about to interview you? Oh, uh, that's a pretty good crowd to be around, I guess. <laughs> Can you rank them one through four? If you're doing power rankings, who you like the most? Can you do that for me real quick? Well, I mean, Slav's got to go number one. Oh, oh yes, please, oh. please. Uh, but oh no, that's like only because that's only because I flipped him in I racing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. Hey, hey, he ain't the only one you flipped, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, final guest of the hour, and, and you know, I was lining up all the guests for this week, and I had all these young drivers on: Moyer Jr., Bobby and Devin, and I'm like, we're going to finish it off with a young guy, too, and Ashton Winger. Ashton, a simple question for you to start. I'm just going to say it to you, all right, buddy? You have a terrible sa- mm-hmm. you have a terrible sass mouth, all right? You have really no respect for me as your elder sometimes. When I see you in public, you're always popping off. You're sassing around. What I want to know, has this quarantine helped you out a little bit, learn that you need to respect me and your elders a little bit more? Has it helped at all? Uh, no, it is not. Not one bit. <laughs> Great. I was really hoping for a different answer there. How is the family doing? Well, bud? I'm not a liar either. So. I know. Well, you're not a liar. You What you think you're thinking is true. That's what I've learned about you. You live in this bizarro state of Ashton Wingerland where you think your thoughts are real, but, I mean, don't even get me started on your, your – you and Derek could go around and around about Aaron Rodgers for an hour. He thinks Aaron Rodgers is trash, by the way, Derek. He doesn't know anything about anything in life. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers couldn't hold Tom Brady's helmet bag. Well, we I never said that. that, but you're saying that he's trash. Hang terrible. up the phone, Ashton, right now. Hey, Hang I, up the phone, let's, Ashton. Let's, you let's, do not deserve to be on this phone call. Let's Hang get, up. Let's get back <laughs> on track. Let's get Hang up. back on track. 
Um, hey, how's the family, bud? Gary, Lynn, everybody, you're an only child, and it shows. Um, how's the family doing down there? You holding up okay? Yeah, everybody's doing good. We're just kind of pedaling along. Um, uh, my dad's working away. He actually hasn't slowed down any. If anything, he's actually sped up, and uh, my mom's doing her real estate thing, and I'm uh, slinging metal on this blue car right now. But um, we're all just kind of hanging in there and waiting to see how this all plays out. This was supposed to be an exciting year for you in the fact that you're going on the road full-time with the World of Outlaws. You're going to race more than you've ever raced. How much are you bummed out that you were supposed to do that this year, and now it's just kind of come to a screeching halt? Uh, I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. It it really sucks. But uh, I think I'm in a pretty good place right now. I mean, I don't think anything's going to – I don't think anything's going anywhere. So, um, you know, and the few races that have been canceled so far are going to get rescheduled. So, um, as far as I know, obviously, if this goes much longer, we're going to have to cancel something, and that sucks. But uh, I'm trying to stay positive about it. it. It really does suck, like you said. But um, I don't know. Keep going along, and nothing really I can do about it. Me being mad about it doesn't do very much good. So I, I'm actually looking forward to hearing what Devin and Bobby have for you, question-wise, you especially. Uh, Devin, you start. What do you got for Ashton Winger? Uh, there's not really anything question-wise I have for Ashton. Um one thing I do want to tell you, Ashton, I know you haven't, we really haven't talked about it a lot, but like this outlaw deal, it's going to be tough. Um, first year I did it, it was tough. You definitely have your ups and your downs. Um, and it's really hard to, to stay positive sometimes running with them guys. But, but when I ran with the World of Outlaws, it, it was a cool group. I know I really like Casey. I didn't run with, with it when he was running the series. But uh, just keep your head up and just keep charging. It's definitely a fun deal. Uh, make sure you thank all your sponsors and just keep digging and you'll have a good year, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully I'm uh hopefully I'm as good as you one day. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, if I could be as good as you on I racing then the world would go around, right? <laughs> well save the I oh, racing man. thoughts. You, you outrun me last night, so we're we're all you're good there. Yeah, Ashton, you were last night. You know what, screw it, we're not gonna save the I racing thoughts. That flip you had last night, your car what the hell happened there, man? Uh, I mean, I got kind of, I got an older set of wheel and pedals and, Oh, here we go. Uh, here like, we go. <laughs> no, it, it's stupid. I, I got into a wreck there with uh, a bunch of other people and just got flipped over on my side and me being stupid, but, uh, it was fun. I'm a little sore today, you know, all that, all that <laughs> flipping, but it's, uh, oh, well, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's cool to be able to do that with a bunch of other real guys and get to see, like, it's, to me, like, I can't. I was laughing on the first lap when Scott was in the infield doing donuts. Like, I, I can't help but laugh because, like, arguably the greatest of all time in our sport. Like, it's just funny to just be watching him doing donuts in the infield for some reason, whether it's on a video game or what it is. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a wild ride for sure. Bobby, what questions do you have for Ashton Winger or statements you can make at Ashton Winger? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think your dad has ever raced. Uh, I'm not sure, but – has, does it kind of, you know, is there like a barrier there where it's hard to explain things to your dad, like that the car is doing? Cause like with me, you know, I kind of can explain stuff to my dad, like all oh, the car's doing this and he can kind of relate. Does, uh, is it a challenge there to, uh, you know, like with a barrier being there between you and your dad? Uh, I mean a little bit, my dad did race a little bit, actually. I don't know if you, you go okay. down, you came to Rome, didn't you down in Georgia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Do you know the light? I, it's really weird, but do you remember the light pole going down the back stretch there on top yeah. of the wall? 
Yeah, he actually quit uh, because he ended up on top of the wall and hit that light pole. He's like <laughs> one of the only people to ever do that. So, uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, there is that little bit of a barrier. He he gets the general idea of it, but um, he he's really good. He's just like your dad, I'm sure. He he's got something he's looking for, and and when he doesn't see it, that's really the only time he ever freaks out. Like we had a freak accident happen at Smoky Mountain a few weeks ago, and um we weren't really communicating that well but we found out what our issue was actually three days later on wash day and uh i mean really that's you know there's a few times where we don't communicate like we need to but a lot of the times i mean like i know if it's me i'm sure you do the same way Devin, you know all you guys but um i mean as far as the barrier goes like he gets it he's been around it long enough to get it so um it's not like you know I, i just started yesterday or he just started yesterday it helps he's been around it for a long time Ashton, big time, oh, big time fan here, Derek Kessinger. Um, <laughs> God, two enough. things. The first enough, thing is enough. <laughs> the first thing is we, Bobby and Devin, explain you know how their dad is tough on them sometimes. I want to know what was going through your mind at the Prairie Dirt Classic last year when you start on the front row of that uh, prelim heat race and you went backwards and your I heard from sources that your dad was not very happy with you. <laughs> so take us through that moment when you got back to the pits. Well, if we've got a minute, I can actually explain a funny story about that weekend. So Perfect. we went there, and we were just, you know, we were happy to be there. Like, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a PDC, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I have more fun at the PDC than I do the world, the dream, and all that. Not not that there's anything against that. There's just, I don't know, I didn't really buy into it until I was actually a part of it. There's something about the PDC that's just, just electric, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows that, but. Um, when we qualified second and third on the pole of our deal, like we were all happy, go lucky. And then, um, you know, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that, see that I kind of, I kind of gave that one away. And then I gave second away and third and fourth. And, um, he, uh, he actually threw my light stick to the pits and like, they both got broken and all that. He is so mad. Well, then he didn't talk to me. I'm not kidding. We didn't talk for, I mean, probably right before the B main and we went in the up and looked at the lineup earlier during the day and it was funny because it was it was Lanigan and then me and then JD and like Moyer and they took two and my dad just shook his head and he was like well I guess you better get ready to head back to Georgia <laughs> it, it just, that's just how he is well then um we ended up winning the B main it's funny Clanton won the, the qualifier that I before and uh, after the redraw he redrew a two and uh I woke up to him after I won the B main and I was like man I'm I know this sucks and all that, but at least we won, and he's like, that's the first words we had spoke to each other, and then he looked me dead in the eye, and he goes, I don't know what you're happy about, you just want to be, man, you should be on the front row of this thing, and turn around and walk to the integrity. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's just, that's how he is. That's, I mean, honestly, that's probably why we run as, as good as we do at places like Sinaloa and Thunder Hill and places down here that, that fit my style, so he's uh, he's definitely hard on me, but I know, I know he means Bobby and Devin, keep these somewhat quick because I, that was fa- what are the what's the worst thing your dad has ever said or done to you? That's a pretty good one that Gary did there. Devin, you first. What's the worst thing Donnie's ever said or done to you? And then Bobby, you go next. Uh, one night we won a. It was like 2014. Uh, we won a local show. Well, it was like a 3,000 win down at Kirksville Midway Speedway. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> went out to the front stretch and Dad was ripping my ass because I messed up like the last five laps. <laughs> 
He asked the promoter if we could stay in test, and we tested for like two hours straight because he was <laughs> pissed at me. So after like, won. he ripped my ass on the front. Oh, after we won, went on the front stretch, <laughs> ripped my ass. Didn't even get in the p- victory lane picture with us, and then we tested for two hours. Oh god, that's a really good story. Dad's like Todd Marinovich's dad back in the day, the Raiders quarterback. That yeah. All right, Bobby, what about you? That's a good one, Dev. Oh well, I have plenty of memories for sure, but there's a few things. Um, that kind of stand out in my mind, uh, you know, one thing you get to a new track and he's like, all right, I've raced here before. These are the things you got to look out for and take spoon rivers, uh, front stretch wall, uh, take Cedar lakes, back stretch wall and Clarksville's Tennessee's back stretch wall. All three of them, all three of those tracks, he would, he warned me, uh, first time there, you know, you got to watch that. It sneaks out at you. And, all three times I ended up hitting that wall, <laughs> those walls. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty after that. I need more detail. When you say it wasn't pretty, Devin gave me detail. Bobby, I need a little detail. Uh, you don't want Bob Pierce detail. Uh, that will end up bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Uh, you know, uh, uh, well, let's see. I was like 12 when I was racing a crate late model. And, uh, yeah, that was, it just wasn't a fun trip home. Uh, I saw one time at Lincoln, Bobby, it was right when you started racing. I was walking back to the pits because we covered every summer nationals race. You had just started. And all I see when I was coming around the pits through Lincoln, I see the helmet bounce off the rear deck of your car. In in my mind, your helmet went 40 feet in the air, right? It probably went five. But your dad took your helmet and he slammed it on the rear deck of your car and it bounced up. And then, you're, and then, and then your mom just let him have it too. Then your mom and dad were fighting, right? Everyone was fighting, so... I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you, you know, that's the, the constructive criticism I talk about. <laughs> uh, if you two ever, if any of you, and you don't have to say when or where, if any of the three of you had a physical altercation with your dad. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I had one. <laughs> actually, the most recent one. Uh, like, it's kind of funny. There's two, and they both come at Sonora. Uh, like back in 2018, like the first win I ever got with the XR1. I was checked out in this crate race leading, and we had a caution with, like, four to go. Like, I mean, unless something dumb happened, like, I should, like I was going to win anyways. Well, then we come to the uh, green, and I break check the field, and I ended up winning. Well, after the race, my dad comes down, and he's mad just letting me have it. Just, you know, I'm not raising you to race that way and this and that and the other. He wouldn't let me get my picture in victory lane, and he made me swap money with the guy in second who I break check. And then, uh, so, so we went back to the trailer and me and him, like, I mean, you know, I've got a sass mouth and me and him were going back and forth at it and he didn't, he wouldn't have it. And then me and him got to squaring up at each other. It was just, it was a bad deal. And God, yeah, man. actually the funniest one was in last September. I can't believe dirt on dirt missed it, but because it was that race at Sonora where me and Madden and Quentin had a hell of a race. Yeah. And, uh, like I got out and I did that mic drop thing in victory lane. And he was like, what the hell are you celebrating for? You only laid 45 out of 16. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, this Madden is the hottest driver in the country right now, maybe other than Chef. But, like, what are you talking about? And, like, literally, like, 45 seconds after you guys cut off, it was like me and him were, like, screaming at each other in each other's face, pushing each other in victory lane. It was, it was funny. Suave, I think we could do an entire hour with these guys on funny stories. I got to get the dad sides of the story. Yeah, though, I would like you know, to hear the dad stories. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. No dad sides. I think the dad should be on next week. No we should do the dad's next I week. I want Bob dying.
Johnny and Gary next week, and they'll all go, these punk-ass kids think they can come in there and tell us what they're thinking. Uh, Ashton, I, I appreciate it. But last thing I want to ask you three guys, this iRacing deal. Is this thing, you guys are, you know, Devin, you didn't do it a ton. Bobby, you're kind of getting into it. Ashton, I knew you do it. Do you prefer Tony Stewart's sprint car racing or do you prefer iRacing? Do you prefer them both? Take Because I know you three have all been racing with Derek. <laughs> really? I, like I mean, I like both. The Swab Nationals. Um, I, I like all of them. I mean, the iRacing thing, the only thing that gets annoying about the iRacing is, and I mean, I get it, there is some people on there that, I guess that is their form of racing and, and I'm not going to get into all that, but like at the end of the day, it is a video game and uh, like you'll, you'll be getting death threats on a video game. And it, that seems a bit too far. Enough. I've also heard um, Ashton quick that you were in like a, you had an alias name and you've actually got kicked out of iRacing with that name before. Is, is that, that true? Uh, I have, I'm not going to lie to you. I have about 40 iRacing. Oh, that's BS. <laughs> No, I'm serious. No kidding. Like, it was so bad. Like, I got banned on my first two accounts under my name. And I don't know if anyone knows. Bobby probably noticed this because hit race, but it's an Ashton Winger 3. First two accounts got banned whenever, like, you, well, I was 12, 13, saying stuff I didn't need to be saying on a video game. And then, uh, you know, I did, I did I was, wonder why you were Ashton Winger 3. I, so that's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, my dad was, uh, I think my dad was at Cedar Lake, and some guy walked up to it because, like, I just create different accounts and get different computers and, and get on there and, like, make, make an account under my dad's name or my mom's name. And, and, like, one guy walked up to my dad at Cedar Lake a couple years ago and was like, man, what the hell? Like, you run all over me on iRacing, and you called me this and that and the other. And my dad's like, <laughs> you cut out there, Ashton. You're basically saying your dad's like, I've never iRaced. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Did we lose Ashton, too? It's time for him to oh. hang up anyway. It, you know what? It's time to it's time for him to hang up anyway. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I had the mute button on. What's that? I had the mute button on. Oh, you hit the mute. How button. are you guys? Oh my so bad at tech when you guys grew up in this technology. Bobby's hanging like Bobby's the phone hanging up. up. I, I mean, Devin's the only one that knows what the hell's going Devin on. Devin right is the now. only one I can trust on to be a future dirt on dirt host. I'm hey, we could have heard that. Hey, I'm going to be a future Dirt Under. I'll, I'll work for Dirt Under at some point in time. Uh, well, I always want to be a race car announcer. If none of us ever race again, this might be the only job we all have. So, Ashton, yeah. I, I appreciate it, buddy. Quit being a little asshole sometimes, okay? Treat your dad with respect <laughs> and be nice. Can you do that for me? Only to him, not to you. God damn it! All right, Derek, you have any last thoughts for Dum Dum? Oh, nope. It was good to it was good to hear his voice finally. But no, I'm done with Ashton. We can hang up on him. <laughs> All right, Ashton. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey Ashton. guys. Thank you. Uh, guys, final thoughts as we wrap up. We're going to go an hour. We've got an hour 20. This has honestly been one of the best video casts we've ever recorded, though. It's been really good. I've loved having you guys on. A couple of quick notes before we go. Turn, Throw up this Rick Eckert old car photo. I've been asking these guys what they've been doing during break. Yes, this is what Rick Eckert fresh. has done. Uh, and I, you guys will be able to see this later. I don't know, Bobby or Devin, did you see that picture Eckert tweeted of his old 95 car that he got out that he's working on? Did you guys see that photo? Yeah, that thing looks sharp. Yeah. It, well it ain't, it ain't like the historic Eckert photo with him modeling on the hood, is it? No, no, no not, it's not Eckert no. sprawled out in jean shorts, no. Uh, but this car, isn't it amazing that was 1995? That's not that long ago. And Derek, look at this car. Bobby, didn't you think that too? It looks, it looks like ancient, that car to me. Well, yeah, it, it, there's something that's beautiful about it, but it's also very ugly. <laughs> that's a perfect That car is older than you guys. That car is, what year were you two born? Yeah. 
I'm 94. I got it beat. Oh God, you're you were a year old when this when this came out. Yeah, it is it is beautifully ugly. I agree with that. On that topic, speaking of beautifully ugly, we talked about Tiger King. So put up this meme that Patrick Davis retweeted yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this. It is a picture of Joe Exotic from Tiger King with the eyebrow ring. Well, if you'll recall, one of our very own Dirt Late Model drivers used to have an eyebrow ring also. Brian, Brian Shirley. Yes, Brian Shirley. Yeah. And they kind of they kind of look alike a little bit. I want you guys to see this. Listen, you... did, did he did he have that thing in when he won the Knoxville Nationals? Oh, he was might... he still wearing the eyebrow ring? Oh yeah, he you, was wearing it. Until, you know what? Until 2012 or 13. Derek, talk to these guys real quick. Screw it. I'm it's call... his birthday too. I'm calling Shirley. It's his birthday. We're gonna get him on yeah. real quick. We have to call him. It's Squirrel's birthday. It's Squirrel's yeah, birthday so... today. Yes. Oh man. He's at home with all these kids. I don't know what the odds are that he's gonna answer today. All right, I got his number. Pulled and they up also right. sound like each other. Too. They That's do kind of sound like god he really does kind of look like tiger king a little bit all right i'm dialing up i could see it i could see it. i'm dialing up squirrel right now three three nine nine all right squirrel's birthday he's gonna go hey man what's going on how dare cowley answer he answers thomason express kid castle kbc <laughs> graphics yes. uh let's see if he answers god, but hey no. no tiger king no ki- tiger king spoilers i know here. Remember, i know me and Devin I, won't, I won't spoil anything He's not answering his phone. Do you think we'll get his voicemail? Hey, we do. We do need a victory lane uh, picture from him at Knoxville. I want to zoom in on his face. I want to see if he, hundred percent, still has the eyebrow ring. I you reached really. Okay, we're not in right now. We're gonna leave him a voicemail, guys. Leave me a message. We'll get back with you as soon as possible. We're gonna leave a voicemail. All right, let's see if it at the tone. Please record your message. Let Bobby go when you have finished recording. You may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Brian, uh, it's Bobby Pierce here. You know, really just wondering if there's uh, <laughs> anything going on with that eyebrow ring. If you still got that, maybe you can uh, put that back on, give you some, some luck like you had back at the uh, 2012 Knoxville Nationals or whatever that was. You know, a little Devin, bit of Tiger King resemblance. Uh, Devin, your turn. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Joe Exotic lookalike. Um, I don't know if you have watched Tiger King, but do not let your kids watch it. They will think you're popular because of a Netflix show. Do not let them watch Tiger King. Derek? And this is Suave here. I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I'm not going to be savages like them. But, yes, they. <coughs> Patrick Davis posted a tweet, <laughs> retweeted a tweet of you, and you kind of do look like Joey Exotic. But happy birthday. Say, Stay a healthy, brother. Squirrel, me. Uh, I got to throw, throw a happy birthday in there. Yeah. Happy birthday. Squirrel, me, Bobby. Yeah, happy birthday, Squirrel. Me, Bobby, live Devin, on, and, and, and Derek are recording this right now. I wanted to have you on live. You didn't answer, but we wanted to tell you, you kind of look like Joe Exotic, only much more handsome with the eyebrow ring and that we love you. All right, buddy. <laughs> oh, I wish he would have answered. I'm removing him from the call. Uh, and then uh, final note, don't forget iRacing next week live on Dirt on Dirt's Facebook page. Pierce has entered. Bobby's, Bobby's race, race or what? Uh, this thing is paying $4,000 to win next week, this iRace on DOD, Derek. It's three days, right? Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, and you can you can still – you don't have to race both nights to make the show. And the one thing is they're giving the top two late model guys, like national series or regional series, the top two that don't make the show are automatically in it. So it's you could still make the show. I'll tell you what, Bobby, I'll say this. Bobby, if you or Devin win this iRace next week, I'll throw in another 500 bucks from me. All right, so 4500 to win if you want you two win this thing, okay? How about that? I'd be lucky to make that thing. Are you kidding me? We can get a provisional. Hey, If Devin's leading it and he's lapping me, 
I'm wrecking them. Dump them. Dump them. Oh, man. Dude, we'll see. All right. I'll take your 500 bucks or at least try to. All right. Turn throw, throw, with it. Turn, throw up those full screens on some of this content dirt on Dirt's got right now, too. Our good uh, our intern, Allison Bain, worked on these. We've got a, a Rigsby report with Tyler Carpenter right now. Bobby and Devin, if you have not listened to the interview with Tyler Carpenter, you need to. It's fantastic. Tyler is so open and honest with me. Uh, this video cast, of course, that we've had with this cast of characters, old vintage videos, a 94 have a Tampa race from Cherokee when Scott's in the black 18. I love it. Uh, watch Party Wednesday, we had the 2000 Show Me 100. I can't even. I'm sick to my stomach Let me still. actually look back. Surely your dad raced in that Show Me, Bobby, in 2000, right? He had to have. Let's you see. Know, I, yeah, can I was. Can I we need please to watch get that. the Show Me back there? Can we please get the Show Me back at West Plains? That he, place is freaking awesome. You loved West he, Plains. He you won a sure race there last it. year. Yeah. He for sure raced Dude. And I saw First time it I've I ever raced there. Uh, it was no Cook Phillips. My dad says West Plains is the best track. Bo- Bob, oh, get this, boys. Get ready for this number. In 2000, 20 years ago, Bob Pierce got eighth in the Show Me 100 and made $5,500 for getting eighth Holy. 20 years ago in the Show Me 100. Wow. That's, that's all He'll tell to you, say. too. Wow. If there's a race that's like 1971, he's like, yeah, I won 800 bucks in this race. He'd be like, that's a lot of money for 1970-something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little depressing. And that's like a big race, like 800 bucks. Right, right. Yeah. And, turn, I think there was one more screen, wasn't there there? You you, you shorted me. Uh, we got shop interviews with Clint Smith and Michael Page. How about Michael Page going to South Africa? And he's like the, he's like Michael Jordan in South Africa right now, Michael Page. Is. He won every <laughs> race over yeah, there. he's unstoppable. And then tons of written content about the coronavirus, uh, nostalgic dirt late model trivia, and I want Bobby and Devin to hop on and, and check out QuickTime this week. We're doing blind resumes right now, guys. So we're taking two dirt late model drivers and we're stacking their resumes up. Uh-oh, Squirrel's calling me back. Squirrel's calling me. We'll get him back on in a second. We're stacking these resumes up, and you tell me who you think is the better driver. And sometimes it's not who you think. Like if I told you Dennis Herb or this other guy, you might say this other guy, but it turns out it's 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 Dennis Herb, and you don't really realize it till you look at their career numbers. So do you guys huh. think you could figure out who was who if you looked at those? Probably not, but we'll give it a shot. Ooh, I don't know. That'd be Let's cool. Let's do What's one. On driver time? number one. Hey, I, I own four career victories across the current national tours. I have the lowest career winners earnings total among drivers who have won a race paying $100,000 or more. I finished among the top five in the Lucas Oil Points three times. I was the inaugural Spring Nationals champion in 2013. Steve Casebolt. Oh, wow. Right on it. Look right at in that. It. Oh, that, was, that was pretty good. Pretty impressive. All right, we're calling Squirrel back. He said, call me back. He said, what is this janky voicemail? He said, we're calling him back. Here we go. <laughs> we're going to finish the video cast with the Squirrel call. Squirrel, you know. Squirrel, you there? I'm there. Did I'm you listen? Here. Did you listen to that voicemail? <laughs> I heard a little bit of it. I, heard some, uh, <laughs> right. I, I don't know what Tiger King is, but I hear a lot of people talking about it. You've got me and Suave, and you got Dev and Bobby on the line right now. All right, we're going to finish our video cast with you. When did you eliminate the eyebrow ring? Tell me that first and foremost. Uh I think I took it out when me and my wife got married, I think, to be honest. <laughs> uh, did, she, sure. did she make you Almost take it out? Positive. She made you No, take- no, no, she didn't make you take it out. I took I took all my earrings out when I knew, might have been when we first had my first daughter. I just felt like I needed to probably not do the things that I did. I don't. I didn't need any of my kids growing up thinking it was all right to probably have six earrings in your head. <laughs> Have you seen Tiger King at all? 
Not at all. Not not one. I don't even know what Tiger King is until <sighs> Squirrel. I seen Winger say it was about some guy that killed tigers or something. Well, it's not exactly gay, <laughs> I and mean, it's crazy. <laughs> He is gay. That is true. Uh, but he has an eyebrow ring. Husbands. He had two husbands. I have laughed at my, my my lady friends who are single and say, this gay guy got two straight dudes to marry him, and I can't get one straight guy <laughs> to marry me. Uh, he's got an oh, eyebrow yeah. ring, Squirrel. And some people think he might look like you. Do you have any – Can you? are you somewhere you can Google Joe Exotic right now? Well, I've seen a picture of my buddy uh, Jim Newman sent me a guy that I run my midget for at the Chili Bowl. He sent me a picture of the damn Tiger King and a picture <laughs> of me, and he swore we looked alike and could have been brothers, I guess. But the only problem is is I'm 100% not gay, and uh, <laughs> he would have to turn straight for, him to, for me to be the Tiger King. I don't know, Squirrel. If we're not going to go back to racing, you're going to need another income because your bars and everything are shut down. What about having big cats in Chatham? Have you thought about that? You can get some tigers. No, I know. We're uh, <laughs> honestly we're we're remodeling the bar right now, 100 percent from uh, studs to floors to everything. So hopefully, when the world goes back to normal, we can focus on racing 100 percent. So I'm. I'm pretty busy right now. I don't have a lot of time to uh, do much uh, besides hope that we get hope and wanting to go back racing as soon as we can. Would you get in a cage with a tiger? Fair question for Bobby Pierce. I probably would. would you get- I, I mean, I always I thought it would cool to be a, to actually have. I always wanted a black panther. <laughs> You know, but I didn't know you're not allowed to have exotic animals. Well, no, the Tiger you King's not because of my hometown. Yeah, that's actually true, Dev. That's a great question. Zanesville, Ohio, is where all those animals got out. Dev, were you? Was it nuts there when that happened? So, like, they were letting people out of schools. Like, there was like you. I don't even know if Snapchat was going on then, but like you seen it all over the news. Like our neighboring schools, like the kids were on there, like trying to hunt these exotic animals, but like. That dude was a complete nutcase. Um, he had a lot of friends and stuff from, from around there. But, like, he, he actually flew airplanes and stuff. And, like, he would fly under bridges. And, like, we have this big fake basket as a building. He threw, flew through the handles of that. So this guy was just, like, not in the right state of mind. He would always do crazy stuff like that. Can we see Squirrel doing it? Maybe Squirrel, this is what happens to Squirrel. Remember, we'll say, what happened to Shirley? Oh, he got a Black Panther, and it was never the same. <laughs> he probably would eat me so i don't want to get one for real all right squirrel we just had to call and talk a little tiger happy King birthday squirrel happy, yeah happy birthday but how old today i'm 39 39 years old and uh hopefully in my prime <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy we appreciate it tell the family and kids hello okay i will i appreciate it and uh hope Devin and little bobby are doing their best and uh even the whole Dirt late model world. I uh, hope everybody's hunkered down, and hopefully we'll get through this. And look, really look forward to honestly. I miss Kirk. I miss Devin. I miss Bobby as much as we probably hit each other, ran into each other. I look forward to the day someone quarter pounds me. <laughs> not fun sitting at home. So I'm chopped liver, Shirley. Oh, you don't miss me. Of course he misses you. Oh, I, I miss you too, D. You're you're my man. So it's it's all good, buddy. <laughs> all right, thanks, Squirrel. I think I I could do this for like eight hours for a whole I know. I could just talk to these guys for three hours. Just call random hobos. We can get Scott on here. We'll do like prank yankers, but dirt late model edition. (laughs) All right, guys. You know, I had a thought that I was going to ask Brian, but I decided to hold it back. Which was? Well, I was going to ask him, you know, really not 
sure if you are Tiger King or not. You know, you're saying you're not. But you know, the one question to ask him to determine is, I was going to say, would you get in a cage with a really, really hungry tiger that hasn't ate for days, and you're basically the bait for, and you get in this cage for like <laughs> two, 200 pounds of cocaine because you know Tiger King couldn't pass it up. So Joe Exotic couldn't. How about a world 100? No, change that. Not 200 pounds of cocaine. How about a world 100 win? <laughs> He's, would, you I, get, well, would you get in the cage for a world 100 I win? think he was trying to determine if he was really the Tiger King is what Bobby's getting right. at, right? That's what you were trying to determine. <laughs> Will you two do me a favor and finish it tonight? No Lifetime movies, Dev. Finish the Tiger King tonight. I'm going home. I'm working on my go-karts. I've got a go-kart racing this weekend, so I'm going home working on go-karts for the next two days. All right. Guys, we've talked about it all. No, I'm tired. I'm tired of looking. Hey, thanks for the invite, Dev. (laughs) It's social social distancing. You can't come. Yeah. My sister has corona. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. We don't know yet. Guys, we've talked well, about yeah. Lifetime Tomatoes movies. Right. We've talked about Corona. We've talked about the Tiger King. We've talked about how much of a punk Ashton Winger is. We've talked about iRacing. We've talked about how Scott Bloomquist stinks at iRacing. Uh, is there anything else we didn't cover, boys? I think this is a pretty damn good hour and a half. That was a pretty well, good hour I and a half. Have, it was like one, We better if. do this again. Oh, you have one what What's if? Your what if? All right, go ahead. Yeah. You know, like, you're a big Duke fan. <laughs> yes which really makes me kind of think of you as a person, but whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, what if what if this was the year that uh, the Fighting Illini could have won March Madness? I'm going to get to see it. This is actually – the, the crazy question. thing is, because Turn, Turn's a big Illini fan. Turn, put yourself on camera. They hadn't been to the tournament in seven years, buddy. What if they don't make it for another seven? What about that? Oh. Turn. I mean, can we just – You know, I'm a big UK fan. I, I don't want to talk but about But I also love Illini. That's right. So you're an Illinois and a Kentucky fan. That's lame. You can't do both. You can't do both. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, Impossible. Thank you so much for everything. Derek, do you have anything for these two? Tweedledee and Tweedledum here before we go. Uh, the, funny thing, the funniest thing of this whole interview was Junior is giving advice to these younger guys, but now Devin's giving advice to Ashton Winger, the younger <laughs> guys. So we got this whole <laughs> level of just younger guys giving life lessons to younger guys. So, you know, Junior's getting old. Jeepers. He's like a – What's your lesson to me, Suave? Yeah, you have a lesson, a pointer for Bobby? All I know is that you just need to keep playing uh, Call of Duty with Ruben because that is making his quarantine time so much better. Like, he <laughs> loves it. So. Oh, I do have one thing for Bobby real quick. Bobby, you know how these – you know how you – I think you do. You have a ton of haters. There's no doubt. You have a ton of haters. You're young. You're successful. No way. Y- yes, yes, he does. And it's okay. We all know that. People, Some people boo Bobby Pierce. It's fine. His, his driving style is aggressive, but in a super freaking awesome way, which we love. I think you should go full heel. I think you should embrace it and just be like, like middle fingers out for everybody when you get out of the car and just. Do not tell him that, Rigsby. Do not tell him <laughs> yeah. that. Do not tell him that. His next t shirt's going to have middle fingers on it. I just uh, think, why yeah. not, Bobby? I've had him. Be- because your t shirts, Bobby, are aggressive, but then you're a nice kid, right? Like, you- I talked to you, and you're a really good kid. And I-, and I love that about you. But what if you weren't? What if you just said, it and just went full heel thoughts well honestly i mean yeah like just like everybody i think everyone has a temper and sometimes uh sometimes it gets there and then it's like i don't know i'm all laid back until like something really gets me and then i uh let you know what i think but yeah i don't know i mean man 
you know, like some of those shirts, like the, the BFP shirt, that was supposed to be like a joke and everyone was like, Phew, that was crazy. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think kind of let the, uh, you know, let the results speak for themselves. And yeah, I, I do drive aggressive. It's, but that's awesome. If everybody was Jimmy Owens, yeah. it would be boring. I say it all the time, right? Jimmy's not an aggressive dude. He's really he's one of the five greatest ever, maybe. But that'd be boring if everybody was as good and clean as Jimmy. I'm right about that, right, Dev? That'd be boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably more on the Jimmy Owens side. <laughs> Listen but, to you. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you gotta get get up there and get going. I don't know. Everyone has their opinion. I I mean, if, is, if Scott won, if, if me, Scott won every race. Yeah, yeah, true. But if Scott, like, you know, if every race was one running right through the middle of the black slick, that probably wouldn't be as fun to watch. I agree. I agree completely. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Boys, we did it. 90 minutes. I love you both. Uh, Bobby Pierce and Devin Moran. Don't forget, you guys are selling merch right now, right? Bobby Pierce's website, Devin Moran's website. Are you guys, can, can a little income for you guys. People get on your websites and buy some shirts and stuff right now. That's, that's all I got going on right now. Make sure you head to DevinMoranRacing.com. I do have give out a couple sponsors uh please thank do. you to high tour racing he's really struggling right now uh he sells race parts that's all he does oh, so yeah. with no racing going on it's really sucking for us but uh i still want to thank him for everything he's done uh alan murray with m&m painting construction he jumped on board thank him tommy pope construction new point lighting wayne over there in virginia he's awesome man so i want to thank him thank accuforce uh kb41 trucking um, Kyle and Jen, they're stuck up in Ohio. They're 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 actually doing all right because of the trucking, so that's that's good. But uh, I want to thank all of these race fans for tuning in for everything that they can tune into right now. Uh, thanks to Dirt on Dirt for giving us some sweet content. Uh, I want some more throwback videos though. Keep 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 the throwback videos coming. I think they're pretty cool. That's Derek's department. And thank Derek. you guys for having me on. We have a special thing coming up next week that you'll like. Yeah, we've new, got uh, uh, feet, a new. Uh, we got show, a new. We got a new debate show. We're starting next week. And First one, Moyer or Bloomquist? Who's the greatest ever? That's the debate. One of those guests is Billy Moyer Jr. So look forward to that next week. And we got I'm the retro video. Yeah, be fun hey, which, call 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 veteran drivers and get their opinion because Big Don. I know Big Don's opinion. I want I want to hear some other like Freddie Smith opinions and a couple other yeah. guys. I want to hear what they have to say. Bobby, what about you? you? Got some T-shirts and some stuff like that. Some sponsors to thank before we hop off. Yeah, well, I got to thank you know of course Dirt Under. You guys, you know, making the content. You got to keep it up so uh, everyone doesn't get too bored. But uh, yeah, I love watching throwback vids. Just like Devin said, those are really cool because you know we just it's so different than today, and it's fun to go back and watch what that was all like and. And yeah, check out uh, BobbyPierceRacing.com. Go to the store there. I think we got about everything on there. We should have some new shirts coming out eventually with the new car on there, the new design. Uh, also, got to thank uh, all my sponsors: uh, Premier Waste Services, Augear Incorporated, Hooker Trucking, uh, First Spear, uh, Viper Motorsports slash Risk Management, Messia Valley Transportation, BP Racing Fuels, Advanced Shocks. Uh, Bob Pierce race cars. Uh, I know a lot of people ask me what car I'm going to be in this year. I have, I have two Pierce cars. I also have a rocket, but like it's heck it's still just sitting there because we haven't had time to really do it. Although, you know, I say we haven't had time, but like if I haven't been messing around, I guess we'd have time. But uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm going to get definitely get back in the shop uh, and get back on everything. And can't forget about some of my other sponsors: Carnegie Towing and Ted Brown's Quality Paint Body Shop, uh, Extreme Electric. Um, 
all those guys that helped me out just uh and all the fans too hopefully uh hopefully we made this an interesting you know 90 minutes or whatever it's been <laughs> guys thank you so much i really appreciate it thanks to Derek kessinger thanks to michael reiners don't forget weekly video cast video cast content and so much more at dirt on dirt and flow racing bobby Devin, we appreciate it thanks guys